Oh, now is where we get to have some fun. This is one of my favorites. It's called the power of the compound effect. Now the power of the compound effect is visible in the world around us to an extent that it cannot be ignored. No matter where you look, you're always going to see the effects of this compounding principle. Take, for example, a single kernel of corn. If you take that single kernel of corn and you plant it in the ground, it will yield a single corn stalk. But that corn stalk may yield one to three ears of corn, each holding over a hundred seeds. Now that one kernel did not have hundreds of plants within it, yet it properly nurtured, the planting of one seed can yield a great harvest. If at the end of each season, one-tenth of it was set aside for the next year, the harvest would be plentiful and sustainable, assuming that no hardship would come to the crop. Yes, if only 10% of the crop was replanted each year, the harvest could potentially grow exponentially year after year, an increase of a tenfold increase. We'd run out of land before we ran out of harvest, right? It would continue to cre increase in size and in production with greater and greater fervor. This is the compound principle in effect. Another way uh, that is simple as an example of the compounding principle is that of interest on an investment. To explain simply, if we put $1,000 into an account yielding 10% interest on your principal investment each month, you would earn an additional $100 per month. At the end of one year, you would have a total of $2,200. We just went from $1,000 to $2,200, and we've done this in only one year. Now, let's take that same scenario. But if we apply the same 10% interest on your monthly balance, the result of that compounding interest at the end of the year would not be $2,200. It would be $3,138.42. I want you to think about that. That's a considerable increase with absolutely no change in your investment, your seed, if you will. So building on or adding to what has already been accomplished is the basis of the compounding principle. That is the only interest compounded on the $1,000 investment. So take the, initi the initiative and do the math and find out how much money you would have at the end of one year if you simply invested an additional hundred dollars each month at 10 percent. Use the diagram on the previous page if you have the book to help you do that. You'll be amazed at the results and you will fully understand the concept of the compound effect. I have found beauty in explaining the compound effect in a variety of ways, but there's a very simple way. It is simply adding to what you can do day by day and what has already been accomplished yesterday. So if you can simply add today, 
what was to what was accomplished yesterday, you are putting into effect this compound principle. I know this sounds like a simple statement, but the truth is that if you do all that you can today and then tomorrow you add to it, you will have more than you ended with the day before. If I am 1% better each day, in just a little over three months, I will have improved 100%. To become 1% better is not a daunting task, but it, <clears throat> but it certainly seems attainable, doesn't it? It's a whole lot easier to say I'll be 1% better than to say that I'm going to become the best in any given area of your life. Let me ask you though, how many people do you know at your workplace who are dedicated to becoming 1% better than they were yesterday? Can you imagine how your boss or your manager might treat you if you were only 20% better than everybody else that you worked with? <laughs> I would venture to guess and say that you would probably be the next candidate for a raise or a promotion if they continue to see you advance yourself in your job and in your personal life on a regular basis. For this is the very thing that management looks for in a dependable person to represent the company. And just think about this for a second. 20% better than everybody else in your workplace requires a 1% improvement in your job skills each day for only three weeks. In three weeks, you could bypass one-fifth of the staff in moving forward. Think about that for a second. Now, the compound effect is not about making big, massive changes. This principle is best utilized when making small, consistent efforts to move in one direction. It is better to invest $10 a month than it is to invest $100 once a year. The power of the compound interest will work in your favor when you consistently take small actions that will move you towards your goals and your desired outcomes. One of the greatest benefits of focusing on the compound effect in our lives is that we can eliminate the big changes. You know, the ones that leave you sitting there doing nothing because of fear. It is the big changes in our lives that cause resistance within our subconscious mind. As we learned in the previous chapters, our subconscious mind is a very powerful tool. And if we work in alignment with the way that the subconscious mind works, then the subconscious mind will work in alignment with our goals. From years of trying to do it the hard way, <laughs> let me encourage you Work with your strongest asset instead of against it. If you work against your subconscious, you will lose, and your life will be miserable. The subconscious mind readily accepts small changes. Over time, the small changes become habits and the simple highways neurologically for us to think. When we combine this with positive action on a consistent basis, we will yield tremendous results in our lives. So how is it that we can use the compound effect in our life more effectively? I can just hear you guys asking this now because I know 
you guys are determined to get your outcomes this year. And yes, this year, it's going to happen for you. This is a simple yet difficult answer. It is summed up in one word. Habit. You see, it is our habits that form the structure of our days, and our habits are the things that are controlled by our subconscious mind. These are the things that we don't necessarily think on each day. We just do them out of repetition because we've done them every day before. I have developed the unhealthy habit of checking my phone for text messages first thing in the morning or last thing in the evening. I worked in the service industry in which I responded to emergency calls for people on a very regular basis. I was on call 24-7. My entire job was to solve other people's problems because they were unable to. As a result, it just became a habit to check my phone. It did not necessarily dictate how my day would go, but it did give me the information necessary to effectively plan my day. Many studies will show you that the first and the last thing that you should do each day is simply avoid your phone and technology at all costs. It places the control of your life in other people's hands by catering to their needs, their agendas, their desires. Now, I don't just... I, I do not suggest checking your phone first thing in the morning. If it is not vital for the completion of your job or the care of your family, just leave it off. What I can tell you is that this habit has allowed me the ability to provide for my family because I was notified when people needed my help. In my situation, it was vital for the accomplishment of my outcomes. If I had not followed through with this habit on a regular basis, I would have missed calls and messages and the people would have called someone else. I would have soon been without work. This also goes to show why it is important to learn the principles to apply to your life. Not every formula or every process will work for every person in every situation. Principles can be applied to all of them. Another simple habit that I have begun is that of having a morning shake for breakfast. This habit was simple. I got up in the morning, I went and I made my shake. It is a simple combination of protein, green vegetables, spices, and vitamins. I blend it up and I drink it first thing in the morning. I do not often think exactly what it is that I'm doing because I've made the same shake the same ways for so many times. I don't focus on the result of the shake or how it will make me feel later on in the day. I just know that each day after I make my shake and drink it in the morning, I have more energy, more focus, and more drive to complete what is necessary to achieve my ultimate outcomes for each and every day. And this is what drives me to the outcomes of my life. This is one simple habit. It's helped me to stay more hydrated, more focused on my health throughout the rest of my day. That simple shake in the morning curbs my appetite so that I don't eat out of compulsion or extreme hunger. I can say no when something is offered to me that I may not really find beneficial for my body. And I'm happier to say yes to things that do benefit. Just the idea of going for a walk for 15 minutes in the middle of my day seems easier because I started my day by making a decision that was beneficial for my health. This is one aspect of the compounding effect of this habit. One healthy choice naturally draws me to make another healthy choice. 
it tends to have a ripple effect into other areas of my life as well. This is something that we will discuss in a future chapter, so pay attention, hang on, that one's going to change your life, I guarantee it. It's important to remember that when we're utilizing the compounding effect, the process we experience isn't always immediate or visible. For this reason, many people give up quickly telling themselves that the principle doesn't work or the process is flawed. They don't take the time to realize that every day they are building momentum which will carry them towards their goals. The goal isn't the result. The goal is to move closer to your breakthrough. Let me say that again. The goal isn't the result. The goal is to move closer to that breakthrough, to the accomplishment of the outcome, to the growth of who you become in the process. You will find an undeniable resistance in everything that you do to improve yourself. It will seem as though there is no way that you will be able to break at that point. It's, it's like you're, you're going to feel this resistance. It says, I just can't break through. I, got, I'm, I give up. I quit. This is too much. This is the point in your life in which you must pour everything that you have, every fiber of your being, every ounce of your strength, every bit of your focus, and put it directly at that obstacle. You see, it is, it, it is at that point of greatest resistance that supports that which opposes you. When you break through the obstacle before you, you will, every, when you break through that support, that, that thing holding it up, that resistance, the obstacle before you will come crashing down. I myself am more of a visual guy, so let me give you an example. Imagine, if you will, a table. The weight of that table and everything that is on it is evenly distributed amongst the three legs. It will not take a lot of effort to take one leg out from underneath the table. But with each leg or support that is removed, the downward force on each leg is increased. Now, we will just suppose that the weight is always evenly distributed on the top and it doesn't tip over. But all of the weight is now increasingly focused onto one leg. That last leg is going to be the hardest thing to pull out. This simply makes it necessary to apply increasingly more force to remove the remaining legs one by one. When you apply this understanding of breakthrough into your life, you must acknowledge that you believe that what you believe governs your actions. What you believe is supported by how and what you think about. When you identify the supporting thoughts or beliefs in your life that are keeping you from achieving your goals, you will begin to understand exactly what must be removed to move forward. As you eliminate each supporting belief, the obstacle that is resisting, it will place more weight on the remaining beliefs. They will become stronger. Okay, This is the reason that it is so hard to change your habits and our belief system. But be encouraged. The greater the resistance, 
the closer the breakthrough. Again, the greater the resistance, the closer the breakthrough. The harder it gets, the closer you are to achieving it. Think about that. Be excited when it gets hard. You're almost there. Once again, that is the beauty of the compounding effect. It's not an abrupt removal of a support that will crush your opposition. It is the steady shaving away until it crumbles. Remember in the previous chapter, I shared the story of a young man who wanted to be a woodsman like his father? Although it still would have been the wrong tool, that young boy could have cut down a mighty oak with far less effort if he simply used a sharp knife. It would have taken him much, much longer to cut down that mighty oak. But if he continued to whittle away from one side with focused effort, small slivers of wood, over time, the tree would fall. So it is with the consistent effort in the compound effect. 